Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus on this episode of the Heat Check, we got big drama in the hoops world following the epic collapse of Team USA at the FIBA World Cup. Adam Silver has passed some draconian rules designed to stop tanking and load management. Draymond starts the season better than he started the last one. And the Hornets' backup center is beefing with the guy who took his job. We're almost back to normal in the NBA world. So, James, go ahead and drop that generic-ass beat. We're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to The Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. So the dead season is about to end, even though it really hasn't yet. And I know that there have been people in my DMs wanting me to weigh in on Kevin Porter Jr. And I just am not going to. I don't have the energy for this. Uh, it is so incredibly sad. It's angering. It's, I don't want to give opinions. This is a basketball comedy podcast. And for the life of me, I can't find anything funny uh, with domestic violence. So you're going to have to go elsewhere to learn about the details. All you need to know is it's not good. Uh, not much to say, except for that this fucking sucks. So together, instead, we'll... Start with some old news and some new news all kind of wrapped together. So as you know, by now it's Thursday. Uh, the U.S. did not meddle. They shit the bed at the FIBA World Cup. Not once, but twice. You know from the emergency pod, which dropped on Friday, the Team USA got absolutely schnitzled in a heartbreaker to Germany, a.k.a. the fighting. Who the fuck does Dennis Schroeder think he is? Dennis Schroeder's in the semifinals, which then set up a shocking third-place matchup with Canada, which we thought would be the gold medal game, who ended up getting upset by Serbia. And was that bronze medal a wild one? 
woke up at five something in the morning to watch Shea Gilgis Alexander give us straight buckets. Canada had full command of the lead pretty much the entire game. They had a four point lead with just a couple seconds left to go. And if it wasn't for Mikhail Bridges being just one of the more forethought athletes during the FIBA Cup, he gets fouled, makes one free throw, misses the other one on purpose, gets his own rebound. No one blocks him out. Him out and turns around, hits a three with 0.2 seconds left in the game to tie it 111-111. And that, folks, right there was pretty much the highlight for Team USA in the World Cup. OT, you might have thought it could have been competitive, but it was not. Canada blew the doors off the Americans. They won 127-118. I believe every single game in the FIBA World Cup, Team USA gave up over 110 points. Dylan Brooks in this one had the game of his life. He had 39 points, seven for eight from three. I thought Dennis, uh, I thought uh, Dylan Brooks couldn't shoot. What happened to that? Uh, what happened to him not being able to shoot from three? All of a sudden, he is a sniper, plays lockdown defense, terrible end for Team USA. Everybody was down on them pretty much the entire tournament, including a lot of NBA players, as we will find out. Quick mention, though, of the gold medal game because Germany ended Serbia's dream run to win the gold with an incredible performance from, yes, Dennis Schroeder and Franz and Mo Wagner. As I said, nobody balls out internationally more than Dennis Schroeder. He even stopped Maxi Kleba from joining Team Germany because he was like, bro, we didn't see you last year, so we don't want to see you now. Dennis Schroeder, the leader of Germany, undefeated run he wins mvp of the entire world cup over shea over aunt edwards over bogdan over franz wagner over cat you get the picture serbia finishes second without nikola Jokic, which is fucking scary or vasily Majic, which means they are going to be a force to reckon with in the olympics all this means together collectively paris 2024 basketball is going to be insane Germany's squad is so good that Schroeder said it's the best team he's ever played on. And that he played with Braun and Anthony Davis in LA. Serbia, as I noted, is going to have Jokic and Majic. France is definitely adding Victor Wambayama, but it might end up adding Joel Embiid too. And on top of that, they have a home court advantage. Australia might end up having Ben Simmons back. I don't know if that matters. And as Steve Kerr pointed out, the rest of the world is just caught up with Team USA. This isn't 1992 anymore. And as sprinter Noah Lyles controversially said that the NBA should just stop using the term world champion because they only won against North American teams and not world teams, he got flamed in that one. He got flamed for that take. And you know what? Turns out he was right, not only, and Giannis tends to agree with him. This is what he said. I don't think in any other sport you're called world champions. You know, like in soccer, which is bigger than the NBA, more popular than the NBA, when the Champions League, the UEFA Champions League, you know, champions, they don't say world champion, you know. When they win the World Cup, they play against the U.S. team, they play against teams around the world, you know, countries around the world, they say world champs. Last five NBA MVPs, foreign-born players. Two of the last finals MVPs, foreign-born players. Four of the five members of the 2023 All-NBA first team, non-Americans. And that team did not include Nikola Jokic. Safe to say, Steve Kerr, that the world has caught up. But what does Team USA have that nobody else has? LeBron James. Uh, yes, Akron 
star LeBron James is here to save the day, tweeting photos of himself out at untimely moments to say he is going to be out recruiting to make him and Anthony Davis and Steph Curry finally play in the Olympics. That is the headline. And let me tell you, if this ends up happening, that will be must-see TV. Because once Braun said he was in, the avalanche of stars chimed in. KD, Steph, De'Aaron Fox, Jimmy Butler. Nobody wants to miss out on the LeBron last dance because now they know they will be encapsulated in history like a mummy. A big thing everyone wants in. Even Kyle Kuzma says he wants in. He tweeted, anybody, uh, USA Basketball better get some NBA stars that know how to play a role. Anybody can be nice with the ball in their hands. But can you be cool defending and going to the corner for a few possessions? Question mark. You know, it's funny, though, uh, as a quick aside, because nobody had to play defense and go to the corner more than Kyle Kuzma when he played with LeBron, so he knows all about it. And two, we know Kyle Kuzma hates that shit. That's why he's the Washington Wizard. To which, though, Devin Booker commented, I'll do that. I'll stand on the corner. I'll play defense. So when you got Devin Booker, who's probably, I would say, the best shooting guard in the league right now, saying he's fine with being a role player, that is going to add the Team USA to a new level. LeBron's last dance, I think, has the potential to be the biggest thing for international basketball since the Dream Team. Yeah, everyone on social has already gone crazy. Sites like Hoops Hype are comparing these stars to Marvel characters, uh, for which it's worth. Uh, I did that and did not record it. And they did nail Anthony Davis as being Groot, which I think could be an entire episode on its own. Uh, America's aging stars are going to get together. And with Ant Edwards is probably the exception for one last roundup against the world to show that they're as good as it gets. It's going to be fun. And unless the U.S. does something to negate the plethora of overseas hype, they need Anthony Davis and they probably need Joel Embiid. And that still might not be enough. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Man, and if we lose against the world with AD, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, American fans are going to have a meltdown because you can only fall back on FIBA World Cup doesn't matter or sending our B team for so long before the rest of the world says, maybe you're just not as good as us. We're going to finally have to admit, maybe the rest of the world has finally caught up completely. Moving on. It has been a long six weeks of nothing happening, except for James Harden and Damian Lillard holding their teams hostage, trying to jump ship. But we finally have about a little bit of actual news to discuss. I'm not talking about PJ Washington returning to the Hornets. Uh, I am not talking about the San Antonio Spurs continuing to build up 
goodwill by giving Grant campaign an outright release so that he can go with a contending team. I am talking about structural NBA news that we are breaking down. Thank you to Adam Silver because our fearless commissioner has now decided to take on the subject of load management and tanking head on. Because let's face it, it's been terrible. It's been kind of killing the league's vibe for, at least in terms of in-person paying customers, for a decade. It's one thing to look forward to watching a February Clippers versus Sixers game on TV only to find out Kawhi and Embiid are sitting there in street clothes. But it's another thing to check the calendar for months, take your kid and promise that kid that they are going to see Joel Embiid you get nosebleed seats to see your hero, and then you show up to find the guy that you see and you paid to see take the day off until you can't even find out until you got your first hot dog in your mouth. That's why Kobe is beloved. The dude is going to play through anything uh, when he was playing through a broken hand, through broken anything, just to keep the fans happy. But that's not happening anymore. So Adam Silver had to step in. By the way, quick aside, this happened to me last year when I wanted to see Ja and Desmond Bain play against the Washington Wizards. I hate Capital One Arena. It fucking sucks. It's like a Best Buy in there. But for Ja and for Desmond Bain, I would do it. And you know what? I paid for floor seats just to watch David fucking Roddy. Do you know how bad David Roddy is? Do you know how slow David Roddy is? This is not a ricochet shot to David Roddy, but for few hundred dollars per seat. I do not want to watch David Roddy and Steven Adams in the block. Disgusting. And I didn't, it's like going to Momofuku and then you go to the bathroom and you find out it's actually a Panda Express. So yes, I get that this is a problem. Enter Adam Silver who came up with this. According to Woj, the NBA's competition committee recommended a plan that the league's board of governors is expected to approve Wednesday. It would ultimately give the league office authority for greater oversight over discipline for missed games and an ability to fine teams over $1 million for each instance of violating resting rules. This has got to be aimed, by the way, at what the league is calling star players. What is a star player? The NBA is defining a star player as someone who's made the all-star or all NBA teams in three any of the three previous seasons, goddamn Bradley Beal, you are fucked. Um, here are Adam's five rules for fixing tanking. Teams must manage their roster to ensure that no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. How is that going to work? Because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are injured all the time simultaneously. Uh, Braun and AD, more like Kawhi and PG or Embiid and Harden. Teams must ensure that star players are available for nationally televised games and in-season tournament games. Adam Silver loves that in-season tournament, boy. Before it even gets started, he's making sure guys don't dog it. We saw this. Everybody thought it was going to be an off day uh, for star players in the same way that Man United and Arsenal and Premier League teams send their B teams to compete in the FA Cup for English soccer. But the difference is, between that and the NBA, the NBA has much larger rosters that soccer teams control. Next, next point, teams must maintain a balance between the number of one-game absences for a star player in home games and road games, with the preference for those absences to happen in home games. So I believe 
one of the examples of this was that Steph, Clay, and Draymond all played on like a Tuesday at, uh, at, in Golden State. And then one day later, they all rested in Denver. Yep, can't do that. You got to rest them all in San Francisco. Penalize the home fans and not the road fans. I don't hate that. Especially if you're living in a suburb and you're driving you and your whole family to see your favorite player on Golden State and then he doesn't show up. That's just bad for business. Next point. Teams must refrain from any long-term shutdown or near shutdown when a star player stops participating in games or plays in a material reduced, materially reduced role in circumstances affecting the integrity of the game. This is what we call a direct shot at the Portland Trailblazers, who ended up shutting down Damian Lillard and pretty much every player on their team except for consecutive 10-day contract guys like Drew God, 10-day God Eubanks to get Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson. That's what we call the Dame Lillard tank rule. No more shutting down superstars to lose games at the end of the season. I, if I am Portland, would be fine with paying $10 million for the rights of Scoot Henderson or Victor Wampanyama. I don't think that's going to change a damn thing. Next point from Adam Silver in his league office. Teams must ensure that healthy players resting for a game are present and visible to fans. No more James Harden hookah parties. No more, if you're not there, you're sitting on the bench. No more Kawhi going dark when he's out of a game. What is the penalty for violating these tanking slash load management rules? First offense, 100K. Second offense, 250K. Third offense, $1 million for each individual violation. Whew. Interestingly, Adam Silver also instituted what I call the LeBron exception. The NBA will allow pre-approved designated back-to-back allowances for players who are 35 years old on opening night or have career workloads of 34,000 regular season minutes or 1,000 regular season playoff game minutes combined. That exception impacts LeBron and Steph, but not Kawhi or AD. FYI. Here are the only seven players who can rest on the back end of a back-to-back with no penalty. LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, Mike Conley, and James Harden. That is it. And like clockwork, the league approved what it's calling the player participation policy on Wednesday. It's going to be interesting to see how teams try to evade this rule because we know that they will. I suspect that we're going to see a lot of Kawhi Leonard getting five to seven minutes of the play and then sitting out, which doesn't technically violate the league's rules, but kind of fucking sucks and fucks the vibe up from a betting standpoint as well, which might actually help you if you know that this is a possibility. Uh, And this is a big thing considering the league is fully in bed with sports books right now. I'm not sure how this is going to play out, but it is going to be fascinating to see nonetheless. One thing that it won't do, is uh, make it more likely for me to throw a paycheck six weeks out in advance to see a player that there's probably a 50-50 chance that we will see. Going to be fun. Going to be fun to see how this plays out. Moving on. It's been a couple of months since we've thought about Draymond Green, and he's grabbed the headlines. So you knew that it was time. It was time for Draymond popping his head out of the woodwork, and here it is. Uh it is now Ohm Young Music's time to produce a Ramona Shelburne-like deep dive, and there's lots of tea spilling. Last season, as we know, 
could not have started worse for Draymond. Punches Jordan Poole, gets the whole TNT sort of comeback story, uh, and then the entire season's off the rails. Golden State gets bounced by the Lakers. Lots of speculation about his future. And yet, like we know, because he's Steph's guy and he's important to the Golden State Warriors, he ends up signing a $100 million extension. And now those questions are, quote-unquote, put to bed. But then the Warriors went out and they did the unthinkable. They got Chris Paul. As we know, Draymond Green has been on record about how much he hates Chris Paul. And now Draymond is determined to wipe the slate clean, to do and say the right things. He said, I look at this year as one of the most important years of my career, and it's not to redeem anything about Draymond. Okay. My goal is that we can help Chris Paul get his first championship. The guy that you hated, now it is your life's mission to help out his career and his reputation. That is a lie. New GM Mike Dunleavy met with both of these guys before signing off on the deal because we he knew, like what we knew, is that the two guys can't hate, stand each other. They hate each other. And that's funny because the whole league really can't stand them either, right? But apparently they've now come to Jesus. Uh, they have had a somewhat of a peace agreement like the U.S., and Russia and the Cold War. And according to Ohm Young Music, after the trade in late June, Green said that he and Chris Paul touched base briefly before giving each other space and time to digest everything. But they have since had a face-to-face and phone conversations. Listening to Green talk about all the things that used to drive him wild about Chris Paul is almost like hearing an opponent describe what it's like to battle green in the playoffs. Yeah, it's like seeing a smaller, older, more wily veteran be just like you. They are a match in heaven. Two world-class pests with a history of animosity. Now besties? Mm, we're going to see about that. Especially, I think the thing that's the most interesting and the most, uh, we'll call it, up in the air is that the offense normally runs through Draymond. And with Chris Paul, the offense normally runs through him. Who is going to capitulate and defer to whom? He said, after getting over the hump of being in the same room without killing each other, there's going to be another hump of actually playing together that's going to take some getting used to. Yes, both focal points of the offense. To me, that feels like maybe Draymond comes off the bench. Chris Paul, now the rumors are that he's going to be starting. Who is going to be out of the starting spot? It's not going to be Wiggins. Probably not going to be Looney. Definitely not going to be Steph or Clay. That means Draymond Green is the odd man out, unless they allow six starting five players. Green says that it's the most important season of his career. He's trying to position this now as some kind of redemption. Chris Paul also looking for redemption, and there's only one way that they can find it, and that's by winning a championship together. Kissing and making up and giving each other praise about how they couldn't accomplish it without the other one. And Dre now thinks this roster, which is wild, has the chance to win two more championships. He wants to match Jordan, and he thinks that's not out of the realm of possibilities. Guys, I am dubious. I am skeptical. I do not know about that one because I have no idea how they beat the Lakers. I have no idea how they beat the Grizzlies. Maybe they do. And I certainly have no idea 
how they beat the Denver Nuggets. But hold on to your hats on this one. If they fall short again, shocking to think about. A team bounced in the second round of the playoffs in a, in six, by the way, by a team led by someone older than me, a 40-year-old. Chris Paul's reputation for not being able to win the big one will be further solidified. And then the belief that maybe, just maybe, Draymond destroyed both timelines of the dynasty. And maybe, just maybe, people are starting to worry about Steve Kerr, too. That will be hard to refute. Once again, all eyes are on our dubs, and the pressure is on. If you're a lifelong dubs fan like me, your hopes lay in the hands of Chris Paul's fragile hamstring, Clay's ability to return to pre-surgery Clay, and Draymond keeping his cool when he has to come off the bench. I just don't know about that. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Moving on. There's just one thing I like more than an NBA superstar beefing on the internets, and that is an obscure NBA player beefing on the internets. Welcome to the Kai Jones experience. If you are a casual fan, you might not know Kai Jones other than the fact that he has Dennis Rodman-like hair, blue, purple, changes every week. Started with a random IG live where Kai Jones appears, appears to be random. How shall we say unable to operate heavy machinery? He repeated how the Hornets were not going to trade him. He said this, if I get that call on my phone, I will have my buy, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. What a strong sense of job security for a guy who has played 67 games in two seasons and he averages eight minutes and three points. What does he have on Mitch Kupchak? What does he have on someone? But it was how he was acting that attracted all the attention the profuse sweating, the jerky dancing, the slur speech, all of it was a little strange. Some viewers observed Jones's weird behavior during the live stream, including the dancing, sweating, and the unclear speech. But do not worry. He was not under the influence. How do we know that he was not under the influence? He told us he was not under the influence. And that is what Kai Jones said on Twitter. He says, I was not on drugs or intoxicated. I was enjoying my night in my crib. Y'all bu bugging. Hashtag goat life. 100 emoji, heart emoji, a butterfly emoji, goat emoji. Case closed. Kai Jones, sweating, jerking around, dancing, sweating. Not intoxicated, just hot. Just probably his air conditioning ran out. That was what it was. Uh, but hey, his actions later are really indicative of a guy who has it all together because less than a week later, he randomly came after his own teammate, Mark Williams, by commenting, commenting on social media. Hey, show me a video of Mark pulling up, going left, and hitting it. Anywhere, man, in college, show me where. To which Mark Williams responded with a video of 50 Cent holding his own chest crying. So yeah, Kai Jones, 
acting crazy on IG Live, and coming after the guy who took your job, sounds like the NBA is almost back. And we are ready for it. That is all the time that we have for this little baby episode of The Heat Check. Come back on Tuesday for an all-new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes which drop unexpectedly. And follow The Heat Check as we head into the new NBA season. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell your friends, every single one of them. And follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok.